Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, Episode 65, June 23rd, 2023. So glad you could make it. This is a uh, special Friday night, early edition for the podcast this week. Um, our uh, good friends, Church of Six, original, uh, the Frasers are coming down tomorrow. Um, and uh, so we got to do a lot of time together. We got we to gotta catch up. Um, it's been it's been a wild whirlwind, I think, for both of us. And uh, anyway, they're coming down tomorrow, spending the day. And uh, so I wanted to go ahead and get this one in the can, as they say in the biz. Um, it's been a it's been a good day. I uh, I'm kind of on my summertime now. Uh, I'll talk about that. Well, I'll tell you now. I've, I've been grading AP exams. Has that been in the last two episodes? And we finally finished up earlier this week. So I think it was a 16 day affair. Uh, I pushed over 200 hours, which would be sweet for payday, but it was tough on the old eyes and the mind. And then I've been doing a, uh, an AP seminar training, a new course I'm going to teach. Um, and that ended this afternoon or this morning really. And so now I'm good to go until August in terms of school. And so kind of celebrate and put on the the playlist played a little lizzo played a little uh i look real good today whichever that one is and some uh taylor swift you know look what you made me do look what you just made me do which is the only one i like from her and what else what else did we listen to uh summertime by will smith of course and i need one more oh gotta keep it low 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 you know the apple bottom jeans and the boots with the with the fur anyway i was uh i was dancing for sure and, and getting a little crazy my kids were were looking at me with the side eye for sure uh, but daddy dad is free for show okay so uh but it was a cool day man uh, uh my our friend anna was able to come down another uh, original church of six uh, participant and so um, she lives in Austin she works uh, for the Austin city government and so pretty cool you know basically Boiling Springs Austin Texas pretty much the same uh, and so you know we we're just basically comparing notes about what it's like to, to run a city and all that and, but now she was here uh, for a week and we got to see her earlier in the week for a good a good amount of time and then um, Sarah and Sid took her back up to Asheville this morning and, and afternoon and she left her Reese pieces and that's what's good but um and, and she said they're better in the refrigerator and that's where i found them which was cool and they are they're really good when they're kind of cold like that i i don't know if that's what i'll always go for but but yeah that was good so so sam i'm sorry uh sarah and sydney were going up to Asheville today and getting some chocolate factor they stopped off and got me some some flowers for the foundation tower because I, I need some color and uh sam is up in Asheville as well working a wedding with uh with rach and up at biltmore he sent us some 
some pictures of what the scene looks like. He gets some crazy stories from that. He's like kind of the utility guy up there. He'll light some candles and he'll set some stuff up and carry some stuff back and forth and, you know, manage the people who have, who are at the bar and, and, um, you know, in terms of making sure they don't end up drinking one too many or two too many. And, um, so he's doing that tonight and then he'll be back sometime, probably really late tomorrow. I guess the wedding is tomorrow. I don't really know what time. Like I said, the phrases are coming down, and and since uh, we were here, um, or everybody was kind of scattered around while I went to get my uh, coffee um, from Hannah's, and and to maybe look for some flowers and get my car washed, I stopped off at school to talk a little bit about some some supplies I might need. And during that hour or so, Isaac uh, opened up his his oil painting kit and got his Bob Ross on is wet on wet technique you know you cover the canvas with the liquid white and then you hit it up with the yellow ochre and he made he painted this misty mountain scene and and the water is just really cool looking it really has the sparkles in it and he put some happy little trees in there and he ended up freehanding a little bit of it which i think is the best um and what we did learn was that oil paint definitely smells the house up especially when your thinner is not the odorless kind um and that the cleanup is is a little bit more difficult and so we had to air the house out for a, an hour or two today and i think he might have got a nice little oil paint buzz um definitely looked glazed eyed and um and and we tried to clean the brushes as best we can with the thinner and i didn't really know what i was doing either trying to help him so we'll have to figure that out and and get it some experience on that. But man, if you follow me on Instagram, if you're DT Mattis on Instagram, then um, you can see some of the pictures that he, uh, I think I, I think I put them on Facebook as well. Um, so yeah, that was uh that, that made for a really cool day. The, the AP seminar class that I'm teaching, of course, I, I, I got my schedule for next year and I thought I was going to maybe be doing some world history, but I'm not just civics civic literacy and so teaching government in this crazy time is always really good um some a lot of things that we can do um of course got to avoid some of the pitfalls and 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 political landmines i guess of the current you know kind of backlash on woke or whatever it is that they're worried about but uh I teach AP, I'm teaching AP government and I'm teaching AP psych and uh, also I'm teaching a new course called AP seminar. And that's what I've been doing this training. The, you know, the, the, the leader, the facilitator of this uh, training talked about it as, as creating a more confident and well-rounded scholar. And, and I really like that. I, it's, you know, asking which problems do you want to solve? And that's kind of the, the premise of the course, I mean, like what the students have to do, I, I will teach them some skills along the way, really throughout the whole year, but, but, but really intensively in the first, you know, 12 to 15 weeks. And then they start on their own. And after that, I'm not really even allowed to give them feedback. I can teach them the skills, but once they start their individual projects and their team projects, and, and that's what they have to do. The first one is they have to, they have to develop well, they have to figure out what topic they're interested in. In a group of three to five, they have to they have to come up with a topic they're interested in. And once they do that, then they develop a research question. And I, I'm just here to say, like, that's difficult enough for adults to do, to 
to think hard enough. I don't know, like if it's effort or if it's if there's some fear, like you know, worry about what are people going to think or what are how are my thoughts even valuable? I don't know, like, but but the kids wrestle with that too, and so settling on a topic and then developing a good research question, which isn't closed, which isn't like totally obvious, you know, that has some, maybe a little bit of controversy, but definitely differing perspectives. And then, and then as a team, they have to uh, attack the question from different angles, from different lenses, maybe economic, maybe political, maybe, you know, social or cultural, maybe ethical, maybe religious, maybe from a family perspective, maybe from a, there there are dozens and dozens of, of potential perspectives that they can look at. And then they have to write individual research reports from their angle, then come back together into the group and synthesize all that information into an eight to 10 minute group presentation. So they're developing multimedia presentation skills. They're developing the ability to synthesize arguments, to weigh out different sources, to, to, you know, figure out the credibility of sources, to be able to boil those sources down into an argument to to understand differing perspectives and to give those perspectives credence, but then to take a position, um, and 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 do that with a presentation that will require them to speak clearly and well and make eye contact and have good transitions and carry themselves. I, I, I mean, it's just a a lot of really good skills. For for life, but especially for college, you know, where these kids are, are going to be next year. The, the the second part of the class is is they have to do basically the same thing on their own, except for they get a stimulus package from the from the college board where they'll have um, six different type. It could be like a, a an art, um, like a, a, a piece of art, you know, that elicits some type of um, reaction. And it could be Bob Dylan lyrics. It could be a scholarly journal and it'll be a random six of those types of things. And then they have to try to individually draw some themes and write a good argument paper there. And then also um, develop that into their own individual presentation. In In the beginning, I get to present them with different readings and different topics and different whatever. And and that's up to me. And that's going to be the difficult part for me is to develop that part. It'll be a lot of work on the front end for me, but, um, you know what I can, I can handle it. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm a government teacher with, and, and a psychology teacher, but I do like the philosophy and I do like, you know, things like ethics and literature and music. I, I guess I'm going to have to get into art, uh, a little bit more, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about, uh, about the potentials for that. I, I wasn't as excited about the actual training and it, it wasn't so much that the content was bad. I mean, it, it was good because, you know, it's one of those things where in the first couple of days I was kind of rolling my eyes, we're doing icebreakers and things like that. But by the end of the week, maybe midway through, I'm realizing, okay, these pieces are starting to fit together. And so in that way, it was effective. The, the facilitator did, did a good job presenting and, and helping to unravel a very overwhelming course. It was more 
than I realized, I think, that I was getting into. Um, but but it was on Zoom, you know, and it's a bunch of teachers. And so we all have the experience from trying to deal with Zoom and, and you know, Google Meet and all that kind of stuff during the time that we don't talk about anymore. But it, it, it oh, man, it was just really something. And so we tried to keep our cameras on most of the time. But it's a Zoom meeting, you know, with the 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 grid on the screen and anyway, just a tougher interaction kind of thing. So and 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 so what I would do, I mean, we 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 started at eight in the morning and we got done at two forty five, and so it's just a lot of sitting with my earbuds in and like you know doing breakout rooms and all that kind of stuff, which was you know it was good, it chopped it up. But but typically what I would do is just take my my setup out on the front porch, especially early in the week. It was just pouring the rain for the first couple of days. So I'd sit out there and watch it rain and and have myself muted and, and just listen to the thing. Um, man, I will tell you, though, there was one morning and I don't remember which one it was, but I think it was what is today? Friday. It must have been Wednesday. Or maybe it was Thursday. Either way, it was terrible. I went out on the porch first thing and there was this cat and I don't have a cat and I'm fine for the cat to stay around the house. You know, like the cat wants to stay around. The house. I'm not going to feed it, but if it wants to run around in my yard and catch those little gerbils or whatever, some people call chipmunks. Is that what they call them? That whatever I call them gerbils and I don't like them. They, they, whatever the cat can eat all of those. But this cat was, man, it was old. And I've been using the term ratchet a lot lately. And it was, though. And, like, it, I walked out there, and it's behind this swing that we have on the front porch. And, you know, it's, like, just sitting there, old orange and black looking anyway. So I kind of grab a boot that I have on the front porch and gently nudge the cat, okay? But it wasn't moving. So, obviously, this cat was feeling pretty weak. And I'm like, well, dang, cat, you know what? How am I going to get you out of there? So I, I, I reach down to move the swing so I can kind of shoo the cat away, step down with my bare feet onto my doormat into a pile of cat sh- 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 poop. Oh, God. It was just awful. And now, now it's just a whole different situation. I got the junk on my heel. I have to like tiptoe into the house. Yeah like get into the shower the one that we have in the front that has the handle that you can you could take off and like try to rinse my foot off i got the rag that was in there wipe my foot off use the bar soap to wash my foot as good as i could you know washed out the shower again threw the rag and the bar soap all that into the trash took the trash out immediately and then the doormat like i took it and threw it into the yard it was raining so it must have been wednesday because i think it wasn't raining on Thursday, but like took it out. It wasn't going to rinse off. So I just folded that. It, I would tell you, I'm sorry, I'm back and forth, but I'm just telling you, this is how rattled it got me is it was Thursday because it was trash day. And so I, I put the thing in a bag, the, the doormat, threw it into the trash can. Thankfully, it was the, the trash truck came right along about 30 minutes later and emptied all that out. Now I have a a new doormat. I got a new doormat. It's got some fish, a fish reference on it. it says I hope you like thirty minute tweezer jams. If, if you know, you know. If the cat would have pooped on that one, it would have been real war. But anyway, I finally got all that stuff cleaned off my foot because I washed my foot like four different times, 
and then my hands about six different times. And then I sprayed Lysol all around the front porch, lit some candles. Oh man, the cat finally got up and wandered away. I mean, it had just the nastiest, like sickest sounding, man. And it just, and I didn't really feel sorry for it. I'm not a cat guy. I'm just not a cat guy. I'm not really a dog person either. I don't have pets and that's why. Because I don't want to step in poop. Especially cat poop. It's the grossest. Ugh. Ugh. So anyway, I, it took me like an hour or two to kind of get that ugh feeling out of myself. And uh, last night I sprayed a whole bunch of eucalyptus on the front porch because I read that that is a thing that would keep them from coming back up there. Because if it dumps on my tweezer mat, it's gonna we're going to have trouble. We are going to have trouble. <sighs> so anyway. That was the way that I started off the Zoom on Thursday. The, there, the, the person that did it, she was from Vermont. It was interesting. She taught at a boarding school in Vermont. There was just a, a bunch of different people. There was one guy who taught at an all-girls school, several different Catholic school teachers. Um, one that was at an Earl, what was it? I can't remember. Earl, uh, I can't remember. But a school in New York that was focused all, all on basketball. Um, a bunch of teachers down from Florida who were talking about how difficult it is to teach in Florida right now with all of the crackdown that Governor DeSantis and, and all his nonsense that he's got going on. But the lady from Vermont would say the word nitty gritty so much, you know, and all I could, every time she would say it, I would in my head and sometimes out loud. And I had to make sure, you know, you always have to make sure that you don't have the mute. <laughs> that it's on, you know, like that, that you muted because every time I would just think of Nacho Libre, like, you know, okay, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, who is this Encarnacion? You know, and like, oh man, that was just funny to me. Um, anyway, I, 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 I'm looking up some, so we, we, we'd finish that up, man. We finished that up. And so I'm totally like, I just been jacked all day long because now I really am done. You know, school ended at the end of May, but for most of June, I've been working and not necessarily getting paid. I got paid for the AP government stuff. But now I get to be like mayor and we have our budget meeting coming up and like, are we going to raise property taxes? And there's just some interesting stuff going on in my town, my town of 4,500. And because there's some people that want to begin to develop some stuff around here. And so we've got a way, you know, how fast do we want to move? You know, what types of developments do we want and how much are, how much will the town be willing to give? And, you know, in terms of being lenient on, on our requirements for developments, like how big or if any, you know, sidewalks and curbs and gutters and things like that. And how much green space do you have to leave? And because developers don't want to do that because they want to have more land so that they can make more money. And I mean, I get that part. Um, so anyway, some some pretty big decisions coming up as the old mayor of Boiling Springs, but our tax rate is really low and it makes it difficult to, to operate. And so I've got to try to be the guy to sell, to pitch not only to council, but kind of to the public that we need to raise our property tax rates. And you know how people love taxes, but um, anyway, kind of back to a different thing is um, I almost bought this shirt the other day. Because it has Dorothy with her little dog, you know, from Wizard of Oz. And Dorothy is holding the little dog and, and the caption for Dorothy says, I miss Kansas. And the caption for the little dog says, 
I miss the rains down in Africa. And I was almost about to buy the shirt. And, but then I looked it up. I looked up the lyrics because of course the dog's name is, is, is Toto and Toto sings the song Africa, but it's not, I miss it's, I bless. I bless the rains down in Africa. Oh, beautiful. And, uh, I know I've been singing the last couple of weeks. You guys are going to sample my, my style and, and probably make money off of it. But man, I was so close to buying that shirt. So anyway, that's, uh, that's that. I have a little bit of tea time. I, I guess this is where, where this goes. Um, I don't know if it's wrestling with my shadow, shadow boxing with the apocalypse, as I heard Bob Weir sing this morning on the song called My Brother Esau. Um, the last session I had, and I actually have one on Monday uh, with my counselor at Living Lotus, but the last one, she kind of asked me where I was and feeling about counseling. And I, I, I'm not going to have any in July because I, I plan to be traveling. We'll see how that, how that goes. But she asked me, you know, like, do you want to do one in August? And I don't know, like, it almost felt like she was trying to break up with me a little bit, but, but you know, maybe to, to send me out of the nest and, and not just coddle me, you know, just, but to, okay, we've, we've gone through this. Now let's, let's see if you can fly with it a little bit. And I, I do have to say, like, I, I've been thinking about it and I've been walking around with a little bit more pride or, or confidence. Um, in myself and kind of carrying myself that way. Like I, I talked about one of the issues that I've, one of the, one of the significant events in my life that as I was talking about it, one of the things that, that came up of why it impacted me so much was because I, I, I've, I've always felt kind of like a little brother, you know, and uh, that I had to, that I had to prove myself that I had to, to, to seek approval and affirmation and, and even attention. And that I never quite felt like, felt like or or feel like that I measure up and you know I actually I'd never thought about the fact that I I am a little brother um and my big brother's six years older than I am and and I wonder you know I guess I've kind of thought about that too um but I've I've let these things hold on to me like I've I've let these things that happened years ago hold on to me and I don't want to do that anymore. I don't need to do that anymore. I'm proud of who I am. You know, I'm proud of who I am. I know I've done a bunch of stupid stuff in my life. Um, but I'm trying my best not to do some stupid stuff right now, you know. And I'm pretty proud of, of what I've got going on. I'm pr- proud of who I am. And it's difficult to say things like that. You know, it's not the thing you're supposed to say out loud, but, but it's important for me. Um, I don't think of myself more highly than I ought. Uh, I don't mean, I don't mean that, but uh, it's been, it's been really good to let, let that stuff go and not need to prove myself anymore, not need to have the approval of any of those people that were involved. Um, and I don't mean that as a bitter thing. I really don't. Um, and so, so that's been, that's been really good. I, I have to say that, that my, my daughter wrote me a song or wrote a song and then, and then made this, uh, this print for me. 
um, that, uh, that the song, you know, went along. She, she gave it to me. Um, I'm going to make some more noises in the nook here. And so I can, so I can see this thing clearly make sure, oops, make sure what it says. But, uh, it says, I'm just like my daddy and my daddy's just like you. Um, because the song that she wrote is about my dad and my dad of course is, is very sick and, um, you know, his body is, um, breaking down on him. And, and so she wrote a song about that, but then, but, but, but kind of the gist of the song is that, you know, I am, I'm just like my dad and I am, I'm like, I'm like pop in a lot of ways and, and Sydney's a lot like me. And, and so she, she draws those comparisons. But one of the things she does is she talks about how she knows one day she'll understand how I feel because she'll be the one sitting on, you know, by my bedside or, uh, and that even though I'll be gone and she'll be really sad that, that she'll carry on and, and that the things that, that I've done and the things that pop has done will, will continue to live on. And I mean, I'll tell you, like that was just something that I had, I needed to hear. I've talked about this kind of idea that I have of my mortality as being a letdown. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was, that was really important to me and I, I still have fears. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want you to misunderstand. I've not, I've not reached the mountaintop you know, and, and I need to just say, okay, no more counseling. I'm good to go. I'll never, no, I still have my fears. And, and a lot of those have to do with the kids. Um, I, I still have my own like medical fears and not, you know, like worst case scenario types of things, but I, I process them better. I, I recognize the emotions a little bit better than I, than I did. Um, I hold them in a different way and I hope I can continue to do that. Um, Tom Petty sings a song that I love so much called wake up time. And if it is like, if it's time to fly, or if it's time to wake up, you know, he sings a song called learning to fly as well. What have I learned? And I can, I can think of what I've learned so much by, by some of the, the hand gestures and, 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 and different kinds of bodily gestures that I've gone through in this process. Because as I've, as I've mentioned to you before, the, a lot of the things that I've been dealing with in my therapy sessions is sensory motor, you know, sensory motor beginning there, beginning with what my body is, how it reacts, you know, like if my guts are turning or if my chest gets tight or, you know, if my mouth gets dry or my hands are twitching, then I I feel those. And she directs me to feel those. And, And then that leads to an emotional response. It leads to a cognitive response, all kind of connected. Um, but those things are, are memorable. Like it begins to shift some of the nervous system things um, that I've wrestled with for a long time. But one of the things I do is I, I put my, my hand on my stomach and the other hand out as a signal to that. My kids are, are their own. They're, they're, they're their own people. And as simple as that sounds, you know, I've kind of been enmeshed in ways like when they hurt, I hurt. And that's a, that's okay. But I'm saying like it then grabs hold of me and then everything becomes making them feel better. And, and I, and I deprive them of, you know, I don't need to solve all of their problems. All problems aren't solvable. Sadness and pain and, and this, you know, those things, those things are, are necessary and they do lead us towards the light 
Uh, I mean, that is the story of the Christ. You know, it is that way. Like suffering does bring life. Um, uh, anyway, um, but 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 just that the the rock, like the magic rock times two. Uh, of course, one of the magic rocks is is from Sam's time when he w- was working um, with with Leanne's class and 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 the little girl. Um, he, he made her, you know, just feel so special with that one rock. I, maybe I need to go back and uh, tell about all of these things that are sponsors for this program here for people who have just tuned in lately. Maybe that'll be something I could do um, next week. But the second rock, the magic rock times two is the one that I held in my hand, held it out. And, and these things that I've been holding on to, trying to hold on to the kids, trying to control everything. I just dropped it. And like, I, I really did feel lighter after that. And so I carry that rock with me. It's in my car and I put it in my hand a lot just to remind myself that sensory um, motor application. Of course, I got the rope on my right arm. We've talked about that some too. Um, but anyway, like some, those are just some of the things that I've learned. I, I'll continue to, to think about that. Um, I, I, I'm not a big, you know, there's a lot of Instagram psychology out there and but I do like to follow the philosophers day. What is it? I don't know. Philosophers daily or something like that. And there was a couple of quotes that came up. Like if you are brave enough to say goodbye, life will reward you with a new hello. Another one that said, it's crazy how peaceful life becomes when you raise the bar on who has access to you. And I, I didn't like put that one on my story because it could be interpreted in, in different ways as I could, I could put that one out in AP seminar and see the different interpretations and the different lenses, but raising the bar on who has access to me is really important for me. And, and what I mean by that is I do have this kind of idea of me being the little brother, no matter how good of a mayor I might be or how good of a teacher I might be. I always feel like I fall short in other people's eyes and I'm always trying to make sure to massage the way that they view me and to try to make sure that they view me in the best possible light. And, and, and that's, that's crazy talk. You know, people don't need to have access to me like that. You know, like I'm not saying I want to be intentionally a a jerk, you know, but yeah. So uh, one of the questions that was asked, and this may be something that we could talk about next week. Um, or over the next weeks. But it's this question, I'm going to leave you with it. You know, so many times like growing up in school or even now we continue to ask the kids, like, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or you could be anything you want when you grow up. And it's always about that, you know, and, and that's a difficult thing for anybody to think about. Like, what do you want to be later? But instead, like asking a different question, what are you proud of doing? What are you proud of doing? What are you proud? What, what have you done that you're proud of? You know, and so get something concrete to uh, serve as a foundation, to serve as a stepping off point. So that's an interesting question uh, to think about that I, I definitely look forward to bringing up with my kids in August. But for now, it'll be it'll be summertime. So this is a Church of Six production brought to you by the Bucket of Life, the Foundation Tower of Stone with its new flowers, the Wall of Belief, 
so important. Magic Rock times two. The Token of Hope. And The Rope. You know, I've tried to come up with new R's and now on our whiteboard on the refrigerator, people write all their different things. And one, one really good one was The Rope of Riz. Yeah. The Rope of Reflection. It's good to reflect on where you've been. To reflect on what you've learned as you've come through some storms. The Rope of Restoration. What you got? What's a, what's a good R for the rope? If I'm on one end and you're on the other end of the rope, you know, we could pull each other out when we need to. I don't guess we should be pulling at the same time, but that's not the point. Nothing divine is desperate. May all your circumstances serve to awaken compassion. And as you go, teach peace. Don't forget to believe, y'all. And be live. Peace, my friends. Thank you.